This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. WEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks, giving away 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Just go for your chance to win to wisegameday.com. Wisegameday.com. Curtis here. Can I get one thing about the Belichick non-hire off my chest? Mm -hmm. And by the way, Texter agrees with you. 774. Agree, Curtis. Owners are freezing Bill out for all the years of his arrogance and running up the score. You are on to something. Well, you know what's interesting is that I didn't realize how much the commanders slash Redskins at the time took personal the 2007 running it up against them with Mm. Joe Gibbs on the sideline. There was a huge groundswell of people thrilled that the commanders had beaten the Patriots this year as some sort of a revenge. So anyway, I didn't, I guess I may have underestimated that, but why don't networks that breathlessly commemorate the conclusion of Bill Belichick's stewardship as the head coach and GM of the Patriots as the end of the greatest coach of all times era. This will never be replicated. When that person doesn't get hired, why doesn't the non-hiring get as much sort of analysis? Or like, I find that more interesting than the Patriots letting him go. Why he didn't get hired. And I'll say this, when Brady took the Tampa job, we spent a lot of time discussing lack of outlets i mean lack of interest of course and rightly so so you're correct there should be more attention to that right and and what is interesting is people thought oh brady's success would make other people as interested in bill when it's actually the opposite brady's success and bill's failure hurt the market whereas you know brady was still which is an also underreported story that the the 49ers tried to get brady to play this year as their quarterback which they haven't disputed. John Lynch said nope. that we talked about at the end of the year. Kyle Shanahan, they, they've all admitted it. It happened, which is crazy that that remained under wraps for six months. But What's the big, biggest, biggest storyline of this Super Bowl is, is Mahomes, it's it. over like redemption for uh, the Niners and Shanahan and I don't know. Purdy, I guess Purdy. But I mean, the, the number one story is t- Kelsey and Taylor Swift for the majority of the country. But Chiefs underdogs. Yeah, I, Chiefs. That's unfortunately for Patriots fans. That is aiding the Chiefs dynasty build, the discussion build. They're winning on the road. They're winning as underdogs. Do you think the Chiefs are a better team than the Lions? Oh boy, I um, do. I, I mean, I guess they, we talked all year though about the lack of weapons. I mean, right. they are. No, just you did. Homes. You said the yeah. cap was really coming out to, to hurt them. <laughs> I did. Swinging yeah. a miss. Still might this week. Uh, hell yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Jared, I mean, Dan Campbell is a pooping in of his pants away from being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I, I, listen, in, in the 49ers, yeah. I've just seen them. I, you know the Bosa guys? Like, I, I just remember the other Bosa. Nick, no, who was mm-hmm. the Chargers Nick Bosa? Nick Joey. Joey Bosa. Yep. Who was, like, genuflecting at Brady in the divisional round in 2018. He was like, oh, Tom just talked to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I have no faith. McCaffrey, by the way, my bet of the year. Over under ninety point five rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey, hammer the under. Really? Like, oh my god! No oh, way. That scares me. He could get a lot of garbage time. What, you run Yarch. the ball in garbage time. Yeah. End of the half. You know how those things go. Anyway, I, I'm not, anyway, uh, let's let's hear Brady because Mahomes is getting the talk. Mahomes too. is the number one story, and Brady and Mahomes is the story. And Ryan this... Clark didn't he say this week Mahomes the best living, playing, or retired 
co- uh, quarterback of all time. Right. And this was the morning after, February 8th, 2021, when Tom Brady won his seventh. Ryan Clark went on Get Up and said, Tom Brady is the greatest franchise in NFL history. He has ended the conversation. Mahomes wins one, gets to another, and all of a sudden the conversation is over. But this is Tom Brady mm-hmm. when asked by Pat McAfee what it will take or what he thinks of Mahomes uh, approaching his records. All I tried to be was the best I could be. Even though I had sporting idols, like I said, I could never be Steve Young. I could never be Joe Montana. Those are the guys I, I could never be Dan Marino or John Elway. These were my childhood idols. And they had incredible careers. And and they put as much as they could into their career. And I really respect them for that. And, and I just tried to do the same thing. And believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to, you know, give whatever it is a big hug. I- that was it. Seven Super Bowls. It's not anything else. That you, you Mahomes is going to need seven. Yeah, but he was starting to say, if anybody can do it, they can. Basically, wasn't was that no, what he said? No, I'm saying that. Wh- I I think the conversation this week has if Mahomes wins four or five, he's Brady. That he doesn't. Wiggy said this a lot this week. That if if, if Patrick Mahomes is close, yeah, he's a better. You It'll know, be he, like the Lemieux discussion in hockey for some people. Better than Gretzky. Didn't play as right. long. Was more dynamic. Short time. Right. Yeah. But but just as you can't really compare the stats of Montana to Brady because of the rules, the vast majority of Brady's playing career was before the the explosion of these numbers. So Mahomes will have better numbers than Brady. They're playing an extra game every year. So. What? That was such a terrible cut, by the way. Brady's going to be a disaster. Why is that a terrible cut? He said nothing. He sounds like every time he said he's going to have to win seven. He didn't say that. That would be great if he said, if he came out and said, Mahomes needs to win seven to catch me. Okay, play the end of the cut. It's a Tony Robbins. He's asked about it, and then he says, I love Patrick. I have so much respect for him. If anybody can do it, what do you think he should say? I hate him? Yes. If he wants to be. If he wants to make it in the top did Joe world, Montana the say he hate, world, did Joe Montana say he hated Brady? It's coming out that he does hate Brady. Okay. Didn't say anything, right. but you know it. Troy Aikman, has he ever said, I'm pissed that Brady got to four when they beat the Seahawks when he was calling the game? No. But Aikman, and believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to you know, give whoever it is a big hug. I, but he just said it. If anybody right, can get right. seven... Not okay, maybe a little bit, but again, it's got to be more forceful than that. The standard is seven. You got to win seven, right? That's what he said in a diplomatic way. Too diplomatic. You think he's going to be good on Fox? Probably not. <laughs> I can't believe he's still going to do it. I'm shocked. I never in a million years. But you know Are what? Going to kick Olsen to well, the curb? Alimony is not coming through, and uh, the the uh, whatever that is RBF or that SBF Bankman Freed money. What if they boot? What CBS comes after him hard, sometimes make, makes a switch Romo out Brady in with Nance. Nance I think Nance Brady. is winding down. Yeah, so I, I, I think he's going to be on Fox. I mean, yeah. but it'll be, and I think Belichick will be on the Fox pregame show. Do you have the Ryan Clark audio too, Joe? By the way, I don't know. He tweeted about um, Patrick Mahomes is the best, and then I think he did eventually. Did he say it on the uh, Get Up this week? Here's so the, there was a tweet about it that we were that was in our group message. I don't know if we had the audio. Up. I'm sure he said it, but um, here I'll find the actual tweet from Ryan Clark. No, but, I have it here. Patrick Mahomes is the best living dot 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 playing or retired. Yeah, it's just so all these people. It's one thing if you know thirty years ago Joe Theismann said something and then somebody else said something. When the same analyst within two years 
is so 180 from what he had said. I just don't give it much credit. Like I, I think Mahomes thinks he needs to win seven. And and I think that the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady measure their career. When I asked Bill for his favorite memory of Tom Brady, he said there's six of them. Mm-hmm. That's how they view it a good season. And I love that Mahomes is sort of morphing into Brady. Look at his regular season. And I, I my analogy last week is spot on. Although Matt Light lit him up for being a baby this week. Very odd. But I think that he just hates Kelsey because of the, the facts. <laughs> um, it's true. He said it. But the um, the 2018 Patriots were a team that were counted out six different times over the course of the year. They lost back-to-back games to the Steelers. They they wound down the year winning uh, blowout wins against the Bills and the Jets who stunk, and the Eagles beat somebody to give the Patriots the two-seed. So they got the bye. They played the Chargers, who were a more talented team, like the Dolphins, and they were able to get past them. And then they went on the road and beat a team that was the overall number one with the MVP in in Patrick Mahomes 2018, Lamar Jackson 2023, and that's where the Chiefs are. The Chiefs just – and Mahomes is, was – I think he was 13th in passing in the NFL this year. But when he has the ball late – I said this no. on the show this week. There's no doubt. Third and 11, they need a first down to right. ice the game. I would have bet everything I had that he was going to complete it, whether it was a run, a pass. Like, but you're not grabbing the FanDuel BetMGM app and wagering no. on the on the no, Super Bowl? I, I have no desire. Battle the McCaffrey uh, under I, then. I'm good. I slippery slope for the uh, for the uh, gene pool here I have. But, um, <laughs> All right. Well, this, do we have the Clark? Here's what Clark actually said on, the, on ESPN this week. His talent is unquestioned. Patrick Mahomes, for me, is now in the conversation with Joe Montana, now in the conversation with Tom Brady, and no, he's not close to the GOAT yet. But when you look at the way this man plays the game, as opposed to the talent that anybody else has ever played it with, he's already the best we've ever seen. And now, if he continues to stack hardware, stack wins, and stack more legacy games, he's going to be the greatest that has ever played. Uh, so it's, it's mixed, but he's already the best we've ever seen. Well, let's hear this. He's not the goat yet. We have the audio of the morning after Brady's seventh Super Bowl win. This was Ryan Clark not even two years ago. The right. goat conversation is over. The goat conversation <laughs> is settled. In my mind right now, I'm seeing Vince Carter after he dunked the ball in his dunk contest, and he goes, it's over <laughs> because that's it. He's put it so far away from anyone even challenging what he can do <laughs> with this win. The greatest organization of all time. It is hard to not get caught up in the moment, though. When you're watching Mahomes or you're just – you know, you forget it's it's he three said years that ago. <laughs> two years ago. He's Vince Carter. The conversation is over. And now he's in the conversation. Mahomes is 0-2 against Brady in his forties in the playoffs. Do you think I think I would I would like to ask Brady fans this. Do you think Mahomes will will that sort of stuff from Clark if they win Sunday be out there? Or are you gonna have to deal with this the rest of your life? People saying Mahomes is better, better than Brady. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven, and I do want to get back to the Theo and Van Pelt discussion. What do these hires mean? Will Theo change anything? Will Van is Van Pelt a good decision to go against the McDaniel standard? We'll get back into that. Ken and Curtis with Joe Braverman ready to trend. Can you rule out Theo Epstein coming back? <laughs> I appreciate the question. Um, I can rule out Theo Epstein um, as a candidate for uh, one of these two positions. I know there's. There's speculation, there's professional history, there's an even longer personal history, um, but I can rule Theo Epstein out as a candidate for, um, for uh, uh, one of these positions. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like, yeah. 
Now, the way he worded that, Sam Kennedy, at the time, interesting now to listen back, Curtis, and think, well, maybe they were working it at the time. It was a plan all along to get the I'm sure this didn't happen overnight. Right. However, it does come off with the announcement as short-term PR need you know, we're floundering here. We need Theo. Let's give him a stake of ownership and bring him back in, in a press release. Well, I would have said, and, you know, far be it for me to tell Sam how to do his job, but I, I would have said in that moment, Theo, if you're listening, you know, we always value your input and we'd, you know, we'd always welcome you back into the Red Sox family should you decide to. That would have been cover all the bases. He's not, a, you wouldn't have to say he's a candidate, but you wouldn't shut the door on it either. But yeah, I mean, if you want to play semantics, then he didn't say it there, but it was. From my perspective, I heard that as dismissive. Of it the, of it came off as dismissive. There's no doubt about it. Like, And I see people uh, tweeting at Lou, do you really think he's back to help? If so, they hired the wrong GM and they're already admitting it. To which Lou is saying everything you're saying. If you had the opportunity to bring Theo back, why wouldn't you do it? To be in the room, it's just a smart addition. Listen, John Henry has made a lot of bad decisions. This is a good one. <laughs> like... Stop hating everything. I know it's like in the water on their other radio station. It's like all they do is just trash everything. It's like, hey, I, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if he's going to be given every opportunity. But Theo Epstein back with the Red Sox is a no-brainer. Why would you seek to find a flaw in that? And to anybody, whether it's Christian Arcand or anybody else, and Christian Arcand's not alone. I mean, there are a lot of people that feel like this is just a, a, a desperate attempt to, to curry favor with fans. Why would Theo accept that? If you and I agree that he had suitors all over the place to be a part of an ownership group, and I also am wrong again, the Red Sox are valued around $5 billion. Well, Liverpool's at $5.3 billion. Roush Fenway, the Penguins, if he has 1%, you're looking at $100 because you're over $10 billion in value there. So... If he got a 1%. It's been, well, the Mass Live story says he was given a small ownership stake. What could be smaller than 1%? 0.023, right. you get a share. Right. You get to make 99% of the decisions here. I have 1%. <laughs> well, yeah. um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I hope it's followed by a signing cause if it's, because if it's not, if this Mass Live story is right and that it's too late for this to make an impact now, but here's an then issue. it's even more strange. To the 978 texter that just reached out to the show. Baseball wasn't mentioned in the release. It's just to get asses in seats. Hey, who's going to buy tickets to a game if, if they don't do anything and Theo's just part of the ownership group? That yep. doesn't work. Nobody's going to buy a ticket today because Theo Epstein is in this arbitrary, oddly set, title within the Red Sox and Fenway Sports Group. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. So it's, it can't just be a PR play. It's got to come with some other tangible impact. Right. If they literally do nothing else, nobody's buying tickets. And it, it's and then it becomes for Theo why'd a you bludgeon. Do it? Yeah, he's staying on his resume. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Short term, but if Theo leaves and is like, listen, I tried there. Are they going to, will he be made available? Do you see him being like speaking instead of Sam Kennedy in certain, will he be on with you guys on the front office report Thursday? If I would Thursdays. say it's not the front office report. It's the Theo Epstein report every Thursday. There we go. That would be interesting. I mean, you well, think about all the stuff you can dig into there. The Red Sox people don't like me very much. Could you set up Theo for uh, the fi- end of the month for us down at spring training? Can I go back to something else you said earlier in the show? This job's harder now than what he had to rebuild the 03 disaster to the 04 team. You believe that. He's what Theo is facing now is tougher than coming off that cataclysmic collapse where they changed the manager, traded for Schilling, signed Folk, Folk, (coughs) 
Um, what else did they sign? Pokey Reese. They had Pedro in the last year of his deal. Manny became a citizen. He got Manny the citizenship. That wasn't that year. <laughs> Whatever. Manny was already on the team. So was David, not David Ortiz. Manny was on the team. Pedro was on the team. Johnny Damon was on the team. Jason Veritek was on the team. You had a very good nucleus of players. We're talking about the Red Sox. Definitely, but that was an all-time, Ken, all-time loss. Ken, when Theo and the, when, when did the ownership come in? 2002? That's so, right, yeah. So you're off the late 90s, which were great. I mean, back then it was great. You had, you know, ALCS appearances. You had Jimmy Williams, RIP. Jimmy Williams, one of the best. I think he won manager of the year twice. So I, I where they are now, vis-a-vis the Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots in market share, where they are now with the roster, where they are now with the trust, the trust is at an all-time low. The owner brings in the most popular executive in Boston history, maybe next to Red Auerbach, and they're saying it's, I don't trust it. I think it's a bad move. That that shows you where this ownership group has fallen, and there's no reason, as I have said, Theo Epstein shows up tomorrow with the Cubs or with the Braves or with the Dodgers and says, I want to be part of this. Give me some of the team. They'd all say yes. So he wouldn't do this if he wasn't going to have a role in improving the Red Sox. Do you think he'll push hard for Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell? The two big pitching fish left out there. Yeah, I would say they do, they should. I don't know why. Because that, you, you say the trust is low. That's all it takes for some people to get it back to like a C or even a B level grade offseason. You get a big big time pitcher in, and then you've made a couple ancillary moves, plus Theo. That's a pretty good offseason to a lot of soccer. Giolato, Giolito. Giolito, right. Giolito, Tyler O'Neill, Vaughn Grissom, and Jordan Montgomery, plus new, new GM. Plus, those players that you just named could have been seated inside the <laughs> South Base camp at, at uh, Loon Mountain, and nobody would have known. You better brush up. You're heading to Fort Myers, buddy. End of this month. Oh, it's yeah. coming soon. I want some good Sox talk. I want to live baseball through you on the radio. I'm not going. You guys are left to your own devices. Uh, I booked you a flight this week. I booked you your own private hotel room because you wanted your own hotel room. Fine. You get your privacy. I love how you're like you're have generous. Some good baseball the company thoughts. paid for it, not you. Okay. You I'm the conduit. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I, you, I, I, you didn't want to live in a shared space. I totally admit that's fine. Yeah, I, I, share I didn't want concerns. to be the lone driver everywhere for these drunken mules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fine. You you know you got the rental car. It's your, your dime now. Yep, and, you're uh, in control. You're going to interview Von Grissom. You were telling want, me that when you picked up Greg yesterday morning, he was talking your ear off about Von Grissom before the show yesterday. He was. He's almost too excited about the Theo hiring. <laughs> 617-779-7937. How do you feel about Theo being back? Is it a... PR stunt, or will he actually make an impact this year and in years to come? There is, speaking of just like the bizarre state we're in and Red Sox, Patriots, and uh, I guess Shaughnessy always kind of points this out, but in his latest uh, piece, winning championships is never easy. For instance, Boston won zero between 86 and 02, but the Celtics have won one banner in their last 37 seasons. The Bruins won since 72, and no city has ever won the Stanley Cup and NBA championships in the same spring. But he's going on just to talk about the five-year lull we're in now. It's now a five-year anniversary coming up of the Rams' win in the Super Bowl. And the region is just sort of, I don't know how to describe it. It's not Loserville. It's not the way it was in the late 90s and early aughts. But we're five, like 86 to 02, you're now like in a 10-year window of matching that futility. If things don't, if you don't, if the Bruins and Celtics don't win, 
we both agree here. The Patriots and Red Sox are not quite on the precipice. No, and the, the issue here is that with all the winning, so when you say 86-02, to 02, right? Yep. In that stretch, the 90s, which is my, you know, I was born in 84, so the 90s were really when I fell in love with sports. The regular seasons mattered because you didn't have a playoff because, you know, the, the, the teams just stunk. The Celtics, we had the you know Rick Pitino hiring, and everybody got gaga over that. But back then, the Commonwealth Classic was BC UMass at the new TD Garden, and that was sold out. College sports, you had Marcus Camby, you had John Calipari, you had Jim O'Brien. There was a lot of interest in BC and UMass basketball. BC football with Tom Coughlin was big. There were these sort of uh, ancillary teams on the sort of the, the the outskirts of our sports mind now that were actually front and center. Now that you've had such relatively recent success by all these teams, the regular seasons outside of the Patriots have become relatively moot. So even though the Bruins and Celtics are really good, the best teams in their respective leagues, nobody really cares because we've seen that. Last year, they, last year the Bruins' early exit really hurt that too. Right, It was an unbelievable regular season, and then it... The carpet was pulled out in round one. And I really, you know, we try to talk Celtics. We talk Missoula. We talk about, you know, all that. We're not going to know anything new about the Celtics or the Bruins until they hit adversity in the playoffs. And, you know, last year we had that. I was out with Greg at the uh, banners for a foundation event for the, I think it was game four of the Bruins Panthers opening round series. They went up three games to one and it was like, oh, who do you want to see next round? You know, it was just. It was almost until game seven when they were, you know, they blew that lead at home where it was shocking. And then it was so close to the Celtics' shocking collapse to the Heat that it felt like neither got the attention it deserved for how bad it was. And then you enter this year where the Bruins were expected to take a step back with Marshan retiring, not Marshan, Bergeron retiring, and, you know, Marshan taking over as the captain and the goalie situation. But there's not, like... It's hard. It's it's like, when does the Boston sports passion come back in a major way? Does it take NBA Finals for the Celtics? Does it take Bruins in the Cup Finals? And anything short of that is deemed a disaster. The expectations there have gone so out of whack so quick, plus the five-year lull of just malaise. I think think it's very different with the Bruins and the Celtics. I think if the Bruins advance, that's a check. Like They weren't expected to be great this year. They'll have a better year than the team that had the best record ever the year before. So round one people are in. Then right. we'll start seeing television ratings. Yeah, we haven't seen any te- television ratings for either side. But Montgomery, if they get eliminated in the first round, I think his job's on the line, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, you can't twice in this, you know, era. Yes, but he overachieved so, as you point out, they've overachieved so much this year based and the Cel- on his style and system. And the Celtics, it's Missoula. I mean, it is, what are they going to do if they don't advance? Van Gundy. Yeah, more, pe- <laughs> more people got turned turned off uh, with the loss to the Lakers the other night. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the Celtics have had an unbelievable regular season, mostly. 20-0 started home, fine, but they've stumbled in some serious ways, too, and their record against elite competition is not the best, and Tatum's had a couple late game didn't come through moments again. So as good as it's been, I don't even know. Do you agree with Jersey's number two, right? So that's, you see some signs of Celtics fandom peaking, and then it's some signs of, oh boy, do you agree with me that it feels like Jalen and Jason act like they've already arrived? I don't really. Not totally. No. Um, well, Jalen, the 
night he was named an all-star reserve goes up and puts eight points. I know he had a bad night. Definitely. He's had some, but I don't like, they don't like, they're not Kyrie. They don't every night say something that makes you cringe. No, Tatum I, seems to have that, his head. What on does that straight? have to do with what I just said? I, I am not. I'm not ripping them. The people. Or In what, what way do you think they're showing that they've arrived just by losing to the Lakers? That sort of thing. No, I, I think it's the way they, you know, how they view being an All Star, how they view being a top five All NBA first team guy, how they view about you know how they their fouls are called vis a vis other superstars. I mean, you get a little of that with Tatum, definitely. And, and like I just compare it to Pierce, Garnett, and Allen. When obviously later in their careers, but this is what season for Tatum seven. So nothing that year was relevant unless or with those three guys, unless they won a championship. And it doesn't feel to me that it's going to define Jason Tatum, whether or not he wins at all. You don't think it's going to define it, it oh, his in mind. his mind. Yeah. Nah, he said, I think he has done a good job this year of saying the right thing about that. We got to win a title. He's driven by winning a title. Um, but you're right about the the officiating stuff. But they were embarrassed last year on some personal levels. Like they didn't they didn't play well when it mattered. I can't imagine they would have the sense and entitlement that we've arrived based on how it ended last year. I that just, would really surprise me. They they feel like front runners, and they feel like when their threes are hitting, it's you know they're the best team in the world. They are the best team in the NBA. They're the favorites right now, according to the sports books, to win the NBA championship. Yep. And I think the Bruins are in the, in the NHL. They're, yeah, either them or what Colorado, Vancouver, but in the West. It's I would be surprised if either won at all. You would be surprised if either won at all. Yes. Oh, I, I mean, I guess it's hard to refute that just based on the odds because it's hard to win titles. But you got a really good chance to. Do win you think one. the Celtics are winning the championship this year? I don't really see. I don't think it's a lock. I'm just asking. Do means. you think they will? No. Right. I don't either. But I don't think that they'll they'll still have many more kicks at the can. Oh, of course. But you know, there's the West is good, loaded. They they struggled with teams out there. Minnesota, I know they beat the LA teams right on the road, but Clippers come in. I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those years where I don't think people are totally invested yet. You're right. Maybe it does take the playoffs to kick in. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going by. There's both teams have been sort of autopilot. Yeah. And the fan base sort of shares that. Uh, 978 Texture, Celtics play like they win enough. They don't have the cutthroat mentality. Can't win the championship the way they play currently. Uh, it's the whole we show up and we feel like feel like a mentality with this team. Yeah, maybe. It's funny, though, because it feels like the East is so wide open. Buck's making the coaching change. Beat is now out. It's like it's there for the That's taking. That's true. The East is definitely there for the taking. But also before the All-Star game, it's hard. Like you say, it's hard to take anything seriously. Even the players. Scal says this all the time when he's on. and Until the... Players get past the All Star game. They don't. Some of them just don't mentally engage. And what about just the product in general? That I don't know what the ticket prices were. I know that Celtics and Bruins tickets are obscene, and that's yeah. good. There's an interest, obviously, but I don't know who affords these tickets. But you go to that game, and LeBron and AD don't play. Well, you got that's <laughs> that'll, that'll piss you off, right? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. State of Boston Sports. Tim in Boston checking in. Hello, Tim. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So I got two things. First, I'm, I wonder how much you, how much input you think Mayo really has into the coach that he picked. Into Van Pelt. Yes. Um, why do you think Kraft is making this call? I, 
I just don't know. It seems like everything they do is is the the lower priced everything. I, I don't think that it just feels like they're not going for anything that's higher priced at all, or or you, you know, someone top of the line. I guess. What would the top of the line coordinator hire have been, Tim? Someone that was in McVeigh's or Shanahan's system. Yeah, Robinson, Zach Robinson. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I like that it's not someone. So here's what they've changed, right? A year ago, you had the out-of-character tweet or email from Robert Kraft to fans saying they're interviewing Gerard Mayo, or they're interviewing Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator, and Gerard Mayo is negotiating a contract to remain with the Patriots. He will not be interviewing for the Carolina Panthers' vacant coaching position. Okay, now they've named coordinators – Already. So last year, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. They have one this year. His name's uh, Covington. He's the former D-line coach. Marcus Covington. He's a guy that was very well-liked, appear- apparently well-liked. The defense was the strength of the team. They promoted two people who coached the defense, right. Gerard Mayo and Covington. They have hired an offensive coordinator that is not part of the Belichick tree, that has got a well-defined position. He will be calling the offensive plays. So I like that they're treating this like a... Actual staff should be treated, and it's a feather in the cap of Kraft, even if it's collusion by everybody else, that nobody wanted Bill Belichick. He looks right. So all of that has coalesced. And, according to Mayo, to you guys, they've got cash. Right. They're spending they're to burn, burn some, some cash. cash. So that, that will be the bigger impact offseason stuff in March. We're about a month away, right? Start a free agency. When they sign a couple big-ticket items, then I think Pats fans will potentially buy in in a greater way. Right. I, and there will be immense interest in the draft. There will be, you know, it's the if the issue is is that the AFC today is rich with quarterbacks in a way that we haven't seen it in a long time. Just you have Mahomes, one of the – if they win on Sunday, you can make the argument he's better than Montana with three. You have Mahomes, you have Burrow. You have Allen, you have Rodgers, you have Tua, you have Lamar, who's the MVP this year. I mean, you have Herbert, who has Harbaugh, that will likely get the most out of him. You, I mean, there are... C.J. Stroud. The golden boy, Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud, you have Trevor Lawrence, you have the uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, there are... Don't throw Deshaun Watson. Well, he's one of the highest paid players in the NFL. He's, you know, a former top pick who's won playoff games. I put Flacco ahead of him, based on the way he played. Which Van Pelt got the most out of. Right, he's done a good job with with some average quarterbacks. Unless, that should be the exciting thing. He did well with five different quarterbacks. But was it him or was it the head coach? And why right. did he get fired? Basically, right. run out of town. So yeah. I don't quite understand what happened in Cleveland with this guy. Me either. We should call up uh, John Fanta. Okay, <laughs> let's go to Greg in the car. Hello, Greg. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? You guys are great. Uh, just wondering now that Bill Belichick is at home on his butt. Uh, do you think he's Rooting for Gerard Mayo, or do you think uh, he, in the back of his mind, kind of wants him to fail? Thanks, guys. Uh, well, we never know what Bill thinks, except uh, Linda was rooting hard against Brady in the playoffs, so that might have been a, a, a little insight into Bill's mind. So I would guess, yeah, that he's rooting for Mayo to kind of stumble. He might chuckle at that. Oh, well, he has Mayo, kids are on the staff. Mayo is collateral damage. I mean, he doesn't have it. I don't think he's he has just, animus towards Mayo as much as he does Kraft. He'll, he'll say Kraft blew it. Right. Uh, are the Belichick's going to be gone? What's the latest on that, Steve and Brian? I, I I mean, 
Jed Fish is one of the really successful guys that came out of the system. I mean, he was excellent at Arizona. He obviously, DeBoer was the guy with Washington who's now at Alabama. So he's taken over. Jed Fish has taken over as the head coach of the Washington Huskies. And Steven is interviewing out there, which would be a great move for Steven Belichick. I would, I would say that is a, the best thing you could do right now, which is get on your own and make a name for yourself. Can I get your reaction to the Chris Shime, Shime Time on the producer show, his new quarterback plan for the Patriots? Let's do it. Now that Van Pelt is the guy in the fold, we'll get Curtis's take on his producer cohort, his co-host of the morning show cohort, uh, next. Dave Canales is gone, right? So there is no stability. You're getting a brand new play caller in Tampa. Uh, you might as well find a guy that you like. And right. if you want stability, for him, the, the best place to go then would be Carolina, which he's not going to go. Tepper's not no. bringing him back. And then it would be go work with your old coach right. in in a new place. So go work with Alex Van Pelt in New England. So I, it's one of the reasons why I think it's actually a really likely scenario, and it muddies the waters now for what the Patriots plan to do going forward even more. I like it from Shine Time. Good little lead this morning. Baker Mayfield back in the picture for the New England Patriots quarterback spot. Off-season move. Bring in Mayfield. Have him work with Alex Van Pelt. You got your veteran quarterback. Freeze you up, Curtis, for your number three, Marvin Harrison Jr. That I have never felt more confident that that's what they should do. I, 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 Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May may all be all pros. I have no idea. I guess they all couldn't be all pros together. But you know what I'm saying. Pro bowlers. And I could be wrong. I just look at the way in which, see, what happens as you approach the draft is the needs of the teams drafting at the top of it supersede the talent of the players that are actually the best at their positions. In other words, the uh, the Bears are likely moving past, moving on from just uh, Justin Fields, so they need a quarterback. The who's picking two? I forget. Uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. They're going to draft one. The Patriots don't have a quarterback. They need to draft one. So all of a sudden, McShay and Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah and all these guys mock drafts match the needs of the team more closely than it does the quality of the prospect. And I. So you want to take advantage of that market inefficiency? Yes. Now the Cardinals are at four. Would you, but either way, like, could you flip a trade back and still get Marvin Harrison Jr. and take advantage of the third quarterback team that wants to go up to three and get that position and get a really good pick in return? But my thing is, I don't think the Cardinals are going to trade with you if they know you're not taking a quarterback anyway. Yeah, you'd have to play that close to the vest, which actually Mayo's done a good job of signaling they're going to take a quarterback. Right. I- um, and they may keep Kyler Murray. I don't know. So, okay, but forget about that. But back to Baker Mayfield. You're in. You want you like the shine Baker Mayfield plan? Yeah, I mean that's basically Kirk Cousins Jr. And I like it much better than Cousins because he's twenty eight. He's definitely proven himself in multiple in tough situations, like in short amounts of time. He's twenty eight. Come in Rams Bucks won right away. Been mentally tough. Is there any negative to Baker? Like he's not perfect, obviously. Yeah, but he's he, a kind of a dink, and eh, not really is he? He's got some dink vibes, but he's a. Uh, He's got some dink vibes. He does. Have you followed <laughs> Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I like him. He headbutts without a, a pretty helmet. good description. Well, I, when I think he's not uh, like 
uh, Manziel. I mean, you don't lump him in with like total dink. Right. That's why I said he's not Manziel is an abject disaster. <laughs> well, that's that's you say dink vibes. Right. Baker Mayfield absolutely has dink traits. It's where I like you either love him or hate him. There's no in between. No, I think people uh, like him. He's, I think people like... are kind of. He's no longer that way, uh, Joe. I don't think. I mean, I think he's. He's you're you're paying at the top of the market, so you're not getting a value deal with Baker Mayfield, but you have cash to burn, and this gives you the time. So let's say they take the third pick, they take Marvin Harrison. With their first pick in the second round, they take a tackle. They they sign Baker Mayfield, and then you figure out the rest. Can you get Mike Evans here too? Eh, I'm okay with Mike Evans. Okay, now some people in the text line saying this isn't going to happen. Uh, light down there is good. They love him. They want to keep him. That's from nine four one texter. Uh, you know, they're basically they're, they're doing everything, signaling they're going to keep Baker Mayfield. But it comes down to money. How often seventeen million a year, multi year deal? You got cash to spend, right? I mean, and the Bucks are in cap jail, so they must have no shot. I'm just going to let that pass because I don't even want to engage with you. But 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 anyway, you like Shine's well, plan. Well, the Chiefs. I mean, you said they were cooked this year because of the cap. We actually did like an hour on well, it. They're underdogs in the Super. Bowl. They are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, if they don't win, God, one day you'll be right. I don't know what it is. Losers. It won't be a day I'm here. But one I, day I just be right. saw in Sports Center this morning a they were playing back the last Niners Chiefs Super Bowl, and there was Tyreek running wild, getting them back in the game. They're down twenty to ten. Big bomb to Tyreek, and then they eventually went in the end zone. Kelsey scored. They don't have that. Let they me, get behind wh- twenty to ten this re- Super Bowl. They are not winning. Ken, refresh my memory. Um, the Chiefs played uh, a team that had Tyree Kill on it this playoffs. Did they win? Yeah, and they beat Baltimore, who self destructed. Okay, so <clears> they now, don't miss Tyree they're, Kill. They're, they beat him in the first round of the playoffs. They got their toughest test to date. When you say Niners, uh, I think the Ravens were a tougher test. No, people have been picking the Niners all year. You're asking my opinion. The, the Niners should have lost to Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. <laughs> he wasn't an idiot. All right. But anyway, ba- Baker Mayfield, you like it. You endorse it. Yes. You and Shime are lockstep. I mean, it's not something I don't really – if he doesn't come here, I'm not going to riot, but I, I like the idea of it. I think that's the way – I've always thought Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best value at three. Let me ask you this. We talked last week about Justin Fields. Would you trade for Justin Fields or sign Baker Mayfield? Uh, what's What are you looking at, a third-round pick? It's at, at least, roughly I would say at least, at least a third. No, uh, I shouldn't say that. I would say Fourth, I, maybe. Uh, I would trade for Justin Fields before I'd sign. Really? Despite our guest last week who listed all his negatives. You know, I may disagree with the guest. Let's go to the phones. What do you think of Baker? Uh, Keith in the truck. Hello, Keith. Hey, good, good afternoon, everybody. Or morning, I guess. Um, so I said something about Baker about a month ago to Beatle, and he absolutely shredded me. So um, personally, if I'm the Patriots, I'm trading for um, Fields with the third-round pick. I'm going to go three to seven or eight or nine. Uh, you still get Pashano. You still get um, Odunze. And then uh, you have two second-round picks and probably a first-rounder for next year because I think this is a couple-year build. But, um, you know, I don't know what you think, guys think well, about that. that. Well, it's, it's, oh, he's not wrong. This is a couple-year build. That's a fact, right? This is a couple-year build, and it's not a dumb move to trade down and get a, a first next year if you can do it. That's not a bad move to have two first-round picks next year. However, it is if you think Drake May is a franchise quarterback and you will never be picking there again and you pass on him. Yeah, uh, of course. But I think there are far more teams that reach on a quarterback in the top five that regret it than stand pat, take a guy, and, and look brilliant. For every you know uh, Joe Burrow, there is a Zach Wilson, there's a... 
Trey out, Trey Lance. There's a you know, there's a lot of those guys. Blake Bortles. I mean, is Baker a proven commodity? Is he a proven top fifteen quarterback? Proven. Um, the issue with Baker Mayfield that I that, that concerns me is look at what he had. It's sort of like with Brady. Brady didn't get better all of a sudden. He played with better players. When you're with Tampa and you have Godwin and you have Mike Evans and you have you know a very good skill position roster, it's different than coming here if they don't improve those positions. I I mean Baker Mayfield and Marvin Harrison, I like it. Take a tackle. I just I, I, you're I gonna have to listen to Shine for the next two months discuss Dave Canales' departure as coordinator. Well, she loves to talk coordinators. I mean Wiggy's obsessed with the porn addiction. <laughs> Lou Anarumo is staying in Cincinnati. Shine, there's nobody that talks coordinators better than Shine. He'll throw the name well, out. He told, me, he told me that Bobby Slowick was going to be the first coach hired. <laughs> Do you agree with Shime time that Baker Mayfield is the play and Curtis? Tell the us, Shime's the bigger star. Tell us why or why not. <laughs> it's the Ken and Curtis show.